This podcast contains explicit content. You are listening to Hardly Focused. I could say something pretty inappropriate right now. We are Hardly Focused. Thank you for checking us out. Jack Gill and Mike Terrari. You can find us at HardlyFocused.com on your favorite podcast app on the YouTubes at HardlyFocused.com slash YouTube. Something that I don't understand with YouTube is just how the the algorithms and the the keywords and all those things work. Um, You know, I I do every once in a while uh, front, uh, you know, a a small advertising budget to help get the name out for Hardly Focused and very, very proud to have uh, 600 something subscribers. I would say that's that's an accomplishment for a rinky-dink podcast like ours that does almost no advertising. Yay. And then our our uh, John Penis Man video, which somehow has over 30,000 views on YouTube. Uh, John Dillerman? Yes, and continues to grow. Uh, we did a, a segment a couple weeks ago about... Dick my butt. And organically, that thing is racking up views. Just we're, I think we're over 2,000 now. Um, and- I just can't wait for another 7,000. I, I just can't. No, it's over 9,000. I just can't wait for another Marvelous Loco to come in. Dick my butt. So, uh, uh, Taylor Swift, if uh, you, you cross Taylor Swift at all, if you break you up. You will get a song. And it, it, and it continues. It continues to this day. Uh, now, I'm not, not, I'm not a big Taylor Swift fan, but I will listen to her. And I, Don't and I, you fucking lie. You are a T-Swifter through and through. Look, I started with 1989. Because uh, that was around the time that her sound, she she went away from like that, you know, country. Country pop. Yeah, and, it, and it's more like electronica now. You know, it's a little hip-hop. It got a little more experimental. Uh, like Lover is a fantastic album. Yo, when she dropped Folklore, though, during COVID, like that was, that, that was it. That was... Yo, when she dropped folklore, man, that was the shit. I will maintain, I, I, and it needs to show up on the list of greatest songs ever written. The the song off folklore she did with uh, Justin Vernon from Bonnie Vare. Like, holy fuck. Wait, Bonnie Vare's not a person? I, it's like one of those things where people are like, they call him Bonnie Vare. Like, no, no. It, it, you know, it, it's not Hootie in a blow. It's not Hootie. Jethro Tull? Yeah, it, no, man. Tommy Two-Tone. Let's talk about Tommy Two-Tone. Uh, uh, it's not Tommy Two-Tone. The guy's name is not Tommy Two-Tone. It's Tommy Heath. The band is called Tommy Two-Tone. It's because people, uh, in those cases, it's because of the names that they give the project. If you're going to call your band Hootie and a Blowfish, expect the front man to be called Hootie. Uh, of Air is just, a, it's an interesting case because that's the... Uh, you know, it initially started as a solo project, and he called the project Bonnie Vare. Now people look at him and like, "How you doing, Mister Rivera?" Like, no, man. It was Justin Vernon. Uh, Godier. That, that's not his. Uh, that's not his name. Yep. It's uh, uh Gary DeWooter, I believe. Um, and uh, man, he's a great. He's great. Comes out with that album. Has that one hit wonder as like one of the like the most memorable songs of the 2010s. And then just and like then I'm out. Yeah, because he has a band. He has a band that he performs with. And he's just been he went back to that band and he's just like, yeah, I'd rather just do this. Yeah, I, I don't want to do that. Yeah. So uh, but Taylor Swift in a very unique 
situation where she uh, doesn't have ownership to her the master copies of her original recordings. And why is that, Jack? Because of some uh, piece of shit named Scooter Braun. Oh, that name has never come up ever before, has? <laughs> uh, I mean, the, the the first issue, first and foremost, Scooter. And the guy's name is Scooter. Uh, so she does not have her own master recordings. They are, they are owned by Scooter Braun. So there's a couple of uh, things that come to mind when I when I hear that, where like she's she's making a big to do about not having her her master recordings for her own music. There's two things about this: the band Living Color, fantastic band. Also, again, yep. thank you Grand Theft Auto San Andreas for introducing me to Living Color. They did not have access to the master recording for Cult of Personality. And in 2007, uh, they just recorded the whole song again. Uh, went in the studio and just re-recorded it for, I think it was Guitar Hero 3, because uh, it's on the uh, the track list for that game. And they were just like, we don't have the master. Fuck it. We'll just re-record the song. And it's yep. it, and it's almost like a note-for-note re-recording. Like, like, if you play the two versions back-to-back, you have no idea which is which. Um and then uh, in 2008, there was a, a big, big fire at uh, Universal Studios in, uh, in Los Angeles. And it wasn't discovered until years later that the fire destroyed hundreds upon hundreds of master recordings that were like decades, decades old, like, you know, recent, uh, up, you know, up to from 2008 to, you know, going back to, I, I think, like the 50s or something. Maybe even That's farther. a lot. Yeah. If you look up bands on Wikipedia, uh, almost all of them will note that they were like quote one of the many artists who lost their master recordings in the 2008 Universal Fire. So, um, and then those are bands that would have to go back and like if they want to do something with uh you know do something with a track and want access to the masters. Hey, guess what? You don't have them anymore. They, they're gone. So, uh, but Taylor Swift, because all of her music is now owned by someone else, said, "Well, fuck you." I'm just going to re-record all of my albums uh, up to, I think oh, I forget. I, I'm blanking on which album that is that uh, doesn't fall under this when the contract ended that she owns, uh, but she's re- released two of them so far. Uh, she really, she, she did fearless and then red just came out. Uh, I think, Oh, I forget which record label it is. One of them announced recently that they are, now putting a clause in the contracts where if artists want to re-release their music, re-record and re-release their music like this, they have to wait a certain amount of time between releases because Taylor Swift is planning on like putting out a re-recorded album every few months. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> until she owns all of her masters at this point, she goes, fuck you. I'm going to make my own. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's got all the way through. She's got red. Yep. Uh, fearless. Uh, speak now. Yep. And then there's one more after that. Uh, Taylor Swift, Fearless, Speak Now, Red in 1989. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yep. Those are the five that she is re-releasing or re-recording, I should say. Cool. Thank you for that. I thought it, it, yep. it I thought 1989 would be the first that she owned. Okay. So that's, that's, oh, that'll be interesting. <laughs> 1989 here in, uh, here in that one all re-recorded. Um, uh, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be interesting. So see if she'll do the uh, if she's gonna record another remix of uh, Bad Blood with uh, what's his face. I, I I don't know. The music video for Bad Blood is great because it's it's got like 
at the time it, it's like every female like musician and and actress and they're all uh they're all portraying superheroes and they got like to to do like a big like uh you know avengers or, or captain america civil war type clash they got like uh I remember Haley williams was in there and um at one point they they got mariska hargitay and ellen pompeo uh, uh those are those are taylor swift's like uh heroines if you will oh yeah she loves she loves some svu she named her cat i believe her cats are named olivia and meredith Benson. yeah yeah olivia and meredith oh meredith okay yeah meredith gray I don't, I don't watch Grey's Anatomy at all. What are you talking about? I haven't seen every episode. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, anyway. Uh, so uh, she plays. Um, what the fuck is it called? Uh, whatever that fucking song is that that's all over the place. Um, she just. Oh, all too well. She played it on SNL because it's it's like the song. It's like the hardcore fans. It's their favorite song. It's written about Jake Gyllenhaal because she dated him for about 15 minutes. They split up and then he got a song about him. Well, I think the, the reason they, uh, the, the T-Swiss fans hate Gyllenhaal, besides the fact that the initial like, hey, you know, you, 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 you broke T-Swiss heart, is the fact that he was like, yeah, you're, uh, the age difference is too much. You're too young. And then literally 10 years later, He's dating somebody that was Taylor Swift's age at the time he was dating Taylor Swift. Oh, Jesus Christ. So they're like, you fucking hypocritical asshole. Go <laughs> fuck yourself. So that's that's really the reason why there's extra animosity. And they're like, fuck him. But it is what it is. People are also pointing out that John Mayer was a, it was a similar situation when he was dating. John Mayer is a fucking douche. I, yeah. But, yeah. I, it's a part of a wonderland. Fucking hate John Mayer. Uh, I can't think of uh, I can't think of any John Mayer song that's good. Um, I, I, was I just I just know that the, his quote is he's got a Benetton heart, but a David Duke dick. <laughs> and I'm like, wow. Well, I'm surprised that didn't get more traction on the you fucking asshole train. Holy crap. That's mint. Where did you hear that? He fucking quoted it. Okay. I don't know when they just he he said it basically he's like why well, only dates white girls I saw something on uh, BuzzFeed News about like John Mayer being upset over like something involving Taylor Swift but he was in a similar situation where he was uh, considerably older than Taylor Swift not to mention she was like eighteen or nineteen when they dated again for probably fifteen minutes long long enough for her to get attached and then compose a song Hey you know what long enough to make an album she's made billions okay oh she's untouchable you get to the point now where if you're you're part of taylor swift's uh, uh click then you're set for life uh, a thousand percent uh jimmy e world i mean i love jimmy e world i uh, they're, they're one of my favorite bands ever uh i when i was on the west coast part of the reason out there was just to see them uh just to see them live they so not only did they uh i don't know if they did it as a like a joke or what, but uh, they did a cover of We Are Never Getting Back Together that's actually really good. Um, it literally is like, what if Jimmy Eat World covered this song? Uh, they, <laughs> they played it on Conan, uh, and then I, one of the many times I've seen him live, they played it. But because Taylor Swift did, a, I think it was like a, it might have been like an app or not at the time, it couldn't have been Apple. She was doing an ad, I don't remember what it was for, but she was on a treadmill and she's listening to the middle. And then she like falls off the treadmill and eats shit. <laughs> but because the middle was playing, everyone is like, 
who is this band? Who's this song? Taylor likes it. So they're, they gotta be great. You know, it's like Oprah's book club, you know? Um, and that got Jimmy Eat World in their song from 2001 to shoot up the charts again. And then uh, when Taylor was performing live somewhere, brought the entire band out to play. We're never getting back together. So it's like they now they're part of that circle. You know, they had a, a renowned uh, re, like a resurgence in popularity. Thanks to her. It's, if you're in her circle, you're you're set. Um, so she's on SNL. Um, she's on SNL over the, the weekend. She plays. She performs all too well. Longest performance in SNL history, ever, huh? Yep. Because the song, okay. the the re-recorded song, is ten minutes long, and, and she fucking hit it. Yep. And there's a short film that came out with it's got Sadie Sink in it from Stranger Things that uh, accompanies the song. Um, yeah, she she not only knocked out of the park, but you got to see they're doing. You, you remember the SNL short films, the digital shorts, like um, uh, yeah, like uh, Lonely Island does digital shorts. Yeah. So they're doing a new one now, um, and I'm blanking on what it's called. I, I, I've uh, only seen just a, a couple of them, but uh, you got to check this out called uh, Three Sad Virgins. Uh, I, I've seen that floating around the uh, the interwebs recently, but I haven't had time to, to click, click into it. So, Oh, it is. You know what? Maybe I'll just pull it up now and uh, we'll get the audio, but it's. She should just release this as a song. It's one of those. Uh, Please Don't Destroy. That's what it's called. A Please Don't Destroy video. Uh, Yeah, it's um, Pete Davidson and these like three guys that are now like, you know, they're content creators that are on SNL. And uh, just uh, they're putting together a music video. It's just shitting all over these guys life and pointing out that they are are sad virgins that are never going to get laid. And then... In comes Taylor Swift to just completely ruin everyone's day. I'll tell you right now, I can't post this on YouTube because if I do, we'll get a copyright strike. Yeah, well. So um, I can't post this video to YouTube, I should say. So anyway, here we go. After we do the bridge. Wait, what bridge? Hey, Pete. Oh, hey, Taylor. No, 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 no. is like a sad Ron Weasley. He looks like a big bird lost all his feathers. And Martin has the charm. She could clearly extend that version out a little bit to like a two and a half minute feature song and release it and she'd get 250 million hits. Fuck yeah, dude. In the first day. Oh, yeah. I mean, she she's it's like an unstoppable force right now. Um, the, any, an unstoppable any, force meets an immovable object. You've got Taylor Swift. Anything she does now is just going to be uh, it, it's gold, even if it's shit. She could shit gold. She could shit gold. and it is gold. Yeah. Without it being gold, it turns gold. <laughs> so, uh uh, talking about this because uh, in a in a move I will call shocking, 
where I actually support them. Uh, iHeartRadio, which is is a cancer upon the radio industry, if I do say so myself. Generally speaking, correct. Yes. Siding with Taylor Swift and only playing her re-recorded songs. They've taken out the original versions of their music libraries. Um, now, is it one of those things where she's kind of like done like almost like a Godfather thing where she's, hey, if you don't play these versions of songs to me, I'm never going to fucking talk to you again. Like, is, is it one of those things where she's like, hey, look, if you want me to play an iHeartRadio concert, then you better fucking play my my fucking Taylor's version songs. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, that that yeah. is it's got to be that. Now, is it the question is, is it explicit or is it subtle? That's the question. Is she like, look, I'd hate to have to come back here and rearrange more than your furniture. You know, like, <laughs> hey, I don't want to have to do this. <laughs> You're making me do this. You think I like hitting you? <laughs> um, now, doing it, this because I love you. <laughs> because I because I burnt the roast. Uh, so I, I'm I'm sorry. I can't believe I said that. And anyway, um. Yes, I can. I wouldn't be surprised if she doesn't give a shit at all. It's her people that are just going and speaking on her behalf and saying that. Well, because as Taylor, she doesn't have to say anything. She just does that. She's a godfather at this point. She goes, she gives the nod. They know. Yeah. They know. <laughs> so there's that. And then also. Uh, if if there's any like royalties, if there's any sort of uh, thing like that, I'm pretty sure if they play like the original version of All Too Well, for example, that goes straight to Scooter Braun. Scooter doesn't go to her. So, uh, un- un- unless now it, re- it would really shock me if iHeart Radio, if iHeart Media was willingly like, hey, we stand with Taylor and fuck Scooter Braun and. Uh, we want to make sure that she gets her cut. Um, uh, I would only imagine that they were told, hey, you need to play these versions. But uh, regardless, those are the ones. Yeah, because were- Scooter Braun still owns a lot of masters of other things that he's like, do not fuck me over on these. Yep. So according to uh, Tim Pullman, what an unfortunate last name. Going back. Could to be that. worse. Dick my butts. <laughs> the uh, chief programming officer for iHeartMedia. Dick my butts. He says. Whenever Taylor re-records a new track, we will immediately replace the old versions. Our stations will always deliver songs that artists are eager to share and what fans want to hear. Listeners have made it known that they cannot wait to hear Taylor's version of each track. Uh, that's going to be trademarked, by the way, Taylor's version. Yes, everything's now is Taylor's version. Uh, we are thrilled to provide a platform to share those with them, as well as the stories behind the song from Taylor herself. So, uh, there you go. Uh, that is an interesting feat. I wonder if this is something that more artists are going to try to do now, now that Taylor Swift's doing it. Cause it sounds like a, it's, it's a big undertaking to have to go through, you know, it's not just album. going into a studio and just go like, all right, I'm going to lay down some new guitars. It's like, you've got to, this is mixing and mastering. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, now at the time he was searching for aliens and, actually successfully proving to us that UFOs and aerial phenomena exist. I will give him uh, his credit on that. But um, uh, Tom DeLong from the band Blink-182. (laughs) 
Where are you? <laughs> uh, Tom DeLonge had uh, intended to take the first Angels and Airwaves album and on its uh, 10-year anniversary in 2016, uh, release an acoustic version of it where he would re-record pretty much the whole album, uh, uh, but acoustic. We got an EP that has the first four tracks because that's A, all he had time for, and B, the realization of, I don't want to do this. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, he started... And, uh, you know, and, and Tom's like also someone who tells everyone what he wants to do and sets expectations and then never follows through on them. And, uh, yeah, so we got we, we at least got something out of it. But like it would have been better for it to be sort of like a hey, surprise, I re-recorded a couple of tracks from this album. Not I'm going to re-record this whole album. Ah, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> no Gallagher was going to do the same thing with uh Oasis's uh, 1997 album called Be Here Now, which was their follow-up to What's the Story, Morning Glory. So that that had a, a very, very, very large degree of expectation behind it. Um, uh, very? If you, if you read the, the uh, sort of like the background behind the recording of that album and then the events leading up to its release, it was, it was uh, pretty ridiculous because... They were, everyone was expecting it to be, you know, as big as their last two albums. And then it, it was just a loud cocaine induced mess. To Sounds the, about right. To the point where Noel Gallagher said, uh, hey, for the uh, the 20 year anniversary, I want to not re-record the whole album, but redo, uh, not, not just remaster it, go through and reassemble the tracks. And he did the first track which is like eight minutes long he did the first track and said fuck this he straight up said this album sucks i'm not doing this we'll release the first track and that's it so if you look at like the anniversary version of be here not be be here now uh there's a version of that song that in parentheses it says uh noel gallagher or like ng rethink it's like his re re revision of it and at least he's honest he's like look man this one sucks, man. I'm yeah. sorry. Initially, he's like, hey, we were all coked out when we recorded this. It was garbage when it came out. I want to give it like a second chance and make it sound better. And then he was just like, I can't listen to this. It's terrible. It's just you, I'm polishing a turd here. So uh, I think that's the right uh, the right move. But you're right. These, these are not easy undertakings. And there's there's just a lot more to to it than just sitting down and just like, you know, treating it like it's a concert. Right. Especially since she's like with Taylor Swift, she's probably only performed a handful of songs from each of these albums in, in concert. She has to go back to all these ones that she'll probably never play live. And is, is at least six, eight songs on each of those albums that she'll never play live again. Yeah. It always astounds me when bands go out and they play like full albums because um, they're like, you know, the fans could be like, hey, this is great. I've always wanted to hear a song live. And the bands are probably like, when we recorded this, we had no intention of ever playing it live. And then yeah. here we are. So, um, so there it is. That's uh, that's Taylor Swift. That's that's where we are right now. Scooter Braun's a piece of shit, and uh, Three Sad Virgins uh, song of the year. Clearly, <laughs> there's only a couple months left anyway, so it's almost guaranteed. Yep. 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 Okay. Cool. Uh, we will uh, come back and we will wrap up this edition of Hardly Focused. Stick New around. edition. New edition. Uh, 
Uh, okay. I don't have New Edition in here. But what I do have is Bill Bev DeVoe. Did you say Bill Bev DeVoe? Bill Bev DeVoe. Bev, Bev DeVoe. <laughs> now you know. Why do I have four Bill Bev DeVoe sound drops from the same Why song? Why do you keep calling it Bill Bev DeVoe? Is that not what he says? It's Bell Biv DeVoe. It's uh, Michael Bivens. Yeah, Bell Biv DeVoe, not Bill Bev DeVoe. It, what? Oh, fuck you, dude. Come on. <laughs> God damn, now I'm self-conscious. I'm going to go back and listen to that. What you need to do is actually hit yourself on the side of the head with a stanchion. Stanchion? Hey, there you go. Oh, see, I was being a dick. I was trying to mispronounce it. <laughs> to quote you, I can't even pronounce it wrong correctly. <laughs> you know, part of the song I don't have uh, uh, parsed out here is and they're like, they're like, uh, talking about the the girl the subject of the song and they're like how do you know me and the crew used to do her <laughs> okay last okay uh grand theft auto san andreas michael bivens the dj of uh, contemporary soul radio uh i've been playing a lot of that lately we'll talk about that coming uh, coming up stick around we'll be back to be a fly in the wall for this conversation bob you're in the room you are listening to Hardly Focused.